Alrighty, hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. And what do we do on this podcast, Dan? I was just about to ask you the same thing. Well, what? let's ask Pugsley. Pugsley, what do we do on the podcast? Meow, 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 meow. Oh, meow, meow. That's crazy ah. he's coming up because he's not even in the room. I don't know where that's coming from, but on this podcast we are watching the top 100 movies of all time this is movie like 30 because we've done three or four b plots we're getting into the list here the movie we watched today is the matrix released in 1999 directed by the wachowski siblings um they're both women yes so it's daughters sisters sisters well they're also daughters yeah they're somebody's daughter somebody's daughter Everybody's somebody's kid. <laughs> the Wachowski nieces. Maybe. I don't know that far into the Wachowski <laughs> family tree. <laughs> they, the Wachowski cousins twice removed on the father's side. The Wachowski town council representatives, actually. They both co-ran. They <laughs> represent Santa Monica. Did not know that. That's Congratulations, mm-hmm. I believe it. Enough of this flim-flam about the Wachowskis. What do you think of The Matrix? Gotta say, The Matrix, 1999, directed by the Wachowski siblings, has to be one of the top 100 movies of all time. Nice. Also, what are we drinking tonight? We picked up some hydro flasks, um, insulated bottles, 750 mils, the exact size of one bottle of wine (laughs) and we're not sharing a bottle no we got two hydro flasks (laughs) we each have our own bottle why would we share sharing is not caring so we're just drinking cold wine out of bottles yeah it's delicious the matrix kicks ass oh god it's such a i used to i used to think hey i don't like action movies that was a lie I don't like bad action movies. I love action movies. Yeah, action movies are super fun. Even the brutal ones, like John Wick 3 with the knife fight scenes and all that. Super uncomfortable, but in a way that's like, oh shit. John Wick 3 is awesome. Yeah, the whole John Wick series is Keanu Reeves. Real quick, let's do a mini B-plot. Rank the John Wick movies. 3, 2, 1. Whoa. (laughs) I think that's controversial. All right, 3, 1, 2. 1, 3, 2? I would... I would do one, three, two. Okay. Personally, um, maybe it's because three is what I saw most recently. Also, he maims a guy to death with a horse. What's that called? He kicks him apart. <laughs> he kicks him apart. <laughs> he once dipped an opponent's wife's hand in a jar of acid. I don't know if he does that at a birthday party with children. <laughs> anyway, not the Russian children in John Wick. He is the Baba Yaga, he, which is the female version of the witch. So they goofed. What is the? Is it just? Is it uh, similar to Spanish languages where it's O or A? Is I he the Baba Yaga? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think a Baba Yaga is like a bog witch, but they wanted to say boogeyman, which is something else Russian. But Baba Yaga, it sounds cool. Baba Yaga sounds dope. So like, oh, a Baba Yaga. Also, another scary Russian monster. Um, 
I think this is how you say it. Uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> We're going to just have our windows kicked in in the wee hours of the day. Uh, okay. The Matrix. 1999 Wachowskis. We open up. On no, some they aren't in this movie. Created by. Did they write this thing? I don't know. They, Isn't it based off a book? The Matrix? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. It's probably some Isaac Asimov shit that everyone's like, oh, let's bring that into the 20th century. Yeah. Isaac Asimov is dated and boring. <laughs> we need to put trench coats and guns on it. Isaac Asimov hole. As- Asimov hole. That's the Are joke you trying to do Archer. asshole? No, Isaac Asimov. What about it? Is a He's a science fiction writer. Yeah, but you were just Isaac doing Asimov something weird hole. with his... What, what is that? Trying to say asshole. Okay. <laughs> That's the make that joke in Archer, which I'm trying to steal, but I'm really botching it. Oh, okay. In the new season, season 10 with the sci-fi. Word. All right. Yeah. Um, I have not seen that season. Um, so I appreciate Have you read that. any Isaac Asimov? Uh, I think I read one. He's got a super famous short story that... Do... It's like the egg or something. Or Do the... androids dream of electric sheep? That is, man, I think that's Arthur C. Clarke, not Asimov. Oh, okay. But that um, could be totally wrong, too. I'm actually curious. Could you look up androids? Uh, so he wrote the last question, which is what I think you're thinking of yes. when you say the egg. And that's the one that it, it turns into, like, that's one where the computer just keeps saying not enough data and at the end, it's the Big Bang and the whole. Yeah. World so the computer makes. Spoiler. The yeah, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is do androids. There's a cuss sound. So that's, yeah. I like Asimov. My dad really likes Asimov, too, which is why I've read some of his stuff. Um, he also wrote iRobot. Oh, word. Which was only improved upon by Will Smith's <laughs> riveting sci-fi tale yeah that movie sucked who did the velvet room or the velveteen velvet buzzsaw that's the only velvet movie i know no it's i read a lot of dystopian stuff when i was in middle school because i wanted to be hardcore but i never absorbed the message in the way a truly hardcore one might (laughs) i think you're plenty hardcore I bet my dad would know if I started describing the story to him. We should have him on the podcast sometime. He, especially if we talk about a sci-fi movie. Charlie's a sci-fi guy. He's, yeah, my dad's cool. He's a sci guy. Anyway. Matrix. We open up on a bunch of cops raiding this dirty apartment building. And they catch, quote unquote, catch Trinity. Who, I guess we haven't learned i don't know if we learned her name yet and i don't know the actress's name no we get her name trinity yeah we get trinity trinity get out of there yeah (laughs) but the cops roll into this dirty apartment building there's this woman in leather in a dirty room and that they tell her to put her hands up and then we kind of cut to learning that there's agents present because these agents roll up and they say to the police chief oh the suspects in there or something to that effect 
And the police chief says, oh, it's one girl. I, we've, I sent in two squads. Agent says, your men are already dead. And then we cut to Trinity very efficiently killing a bunch of cops. And she does this super cool, obviously a trademark of the <laughs> Matrix is slow-mo and stopping in midair and shit. So she does the crane kick. So tell me, honest thoughts, were there strings in that? <laughs> I think. Do they use ropes? She uh, just did this. Probably. In reality. She jumped. She triple jumped. She unlocks the triple jump ability. Came back to the apartment building. Pop, pop, pop. When I was a kid, uh, I always, I tried to triple, tried to double jump. It does not work. Yeah, I tried that many times. It's not humanly possible. (laughs) Maybe you just haven't found the skill point that lets you double jump yet. You know, like a Metroidvania. You're going through life. Just have to find it. And then I get to go back to the beginning and try over, but with double jump? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're coming up with a, a very meta commentary on Metroidvania games here. <laughs> very deep concept. What the... I've, I've, in addition to trying to double jump, I've also tried to Kamehameha. You know, like from Dragon Ball. Well, I've Ball. achieved it. I've gone Super You've Saiyan. You've done that? Yeah. Wow. I've never seen it. I've also Hadoukened. Hadouken. Sure you can. Sure you can is just a jumping uppercut. Anybody I bet you can. <laughs> I was about to make the same joke. <laughs> I can sure you can. Uh, I can. Sure you can. can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Uh, what do we got next? A uh, chase scene. I think the chase scene is cool. Mm. Trinity runs from the agents. We get to learn off the bat that these agents who are just men in suits and if you've somehow never seen The Matrix, then the lead agent is played by Red Skull from the MCU, Hugo Weaving. What? What? Yeah, what? That's uh, Red Skull guides guides others to a treasure he can never possess. That's the that's and agents. the treasure is the Matrix. <laughs> There's a lot of wires crossed between the MCU and the and the Matrix, but um, Hugo Weaving is the lead agent. He's chasing Trinity throughout this apartment complex, and eventually. She makes her way to a phone and last second gets uh, extricated out of the Matrix, which we don't know what happens exactly, but she disappears in the phone booth. Okay, can I, can we spoilers? I guess spoiler warning for the rest of the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, these are all full spoilers. It it took a couple times <laughs> for me to connect. It was picking up the phone and they're getting transferred through the phone. Oh yeah, like is that too far of spoilers, or can I say no, that? No, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, so was it a couple times, like in the viewing of the movie, the first time you watch it, where they pick no, up the phone and disappear, I, or this? <laughs> well, I think the last time I saw the movie was like five years ago, which isn't that long ago. Yeah, no. But it took too long to connect. It's because of dial-up internet in the 90s. Oh, I thought thought you were saying the act of just picking up the phone never connected to pull them out. Like picking it up and I'm like, you see Morpheus turn in the code and get sucked into the phone. (laughs) How'd you miss that? The way internet used to work is, you know, AOL couldn't use the phone at the same time. It It was all these tubes. Um... 
And this movie adheres to that, even though it's supposed to be twenty ninety nine. I never caught on to that up until we were watching it a couple of days ago and you pointed it out. Okay. I was just thought, oh, phone rules. Yeah. It's how they do it. I don't know. But then you're like, that's like dial-up. Mind blown. Okay. That was a good, good catch. Thank you. Not what I thought you were saying, <laughs> which was just, what the, what's up with the phones? Oh, what? I My wine bottle. This yes. would be trashy if we were just drinking out of wine bottles. But with a hydro flask... It stays cool. <laughs> Registered trademark. Yeah, Double walled <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> It'd be just get a hydro flask sponsor off the fact that we drink cold alcohol out of their product all episode. Who are they? How old are they? Twenty six and twenty five. Our target that. demographic is Visco girls, but okay. <laughs> They're all drinking wine on those hikes. <laughs> Yeah, well, they could be. It is a lot of water in there. Also, uh, drink responsibly. We also have bottles of water here. Yeah. To obviously take a break if we feel the need. And I've got some beer, too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to this podcast if you're under 21 and all of your dopamine receptors work. Unless you are 18 in Wisconsin and you have a parent with you. Under 18, actually. Oh, word. If you, so if that's crazy, a parent can just be like, oh yeah, this 12-year-old can have some beer, cough it up. Yeah, I don't know the minimum on the age, but... What a weird law. What a weird state. Anyhow, we cut to Neo asleep at his desk, and no. he's... Oh, what? His home desk. Yes. Neo, we we see Keanu Reeves, the tit, the main character. I almost said the, the titular, titular character. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the matrix. <laughs> so, he, yeah, love his setup. He apparently burns a bunch of DVDs. That's his evil hacker ways. Oh, DVDs. Someone, someone is like, how do we make it seem like he's a leet hacker? And they said leet. This was 1999. Was internet culture a thing yet? Probably not. That's like the early oh, days of the internet. Well, I mean, um, what was that? Ha- I think it was just called Hackers. That movie came out before this movie. Yeah. Hackers is like mid-90s. And they had like, hacks internet? Like, planet. Yeah, they had internet and they all, it was like a kid's movie and they all had hacker names. Do you remember on your flip phone (laughs) (laughs) accidentally clicking internet and getting terrified that you might have just cost your parents like 10 bucks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're carrying around crazy ass computers. Yeah. Now I'm trying to ration with myself whether or not I need 5G. Because I don't. And it's going to be like a thousand bucks for a new phone phones are so expensive um anyway hack the planet keanu reeves in his boxy ass computer yeah it's it was fun to watch this movie it's fun to watch any sci-fi movie with back then yeah it's like they're just guessing what's gonna what everything's gonna be like although to be fair this movie was released in 1999 and later on morpheus says you think you were in 1999 but really it's 2199 yeah, I'm so, trying to think of the, trying to think of like Cypress's computers. Were they flat screen or were they bulky? What is Cypress? Oh, um, Cipher. Cipher. Oh, right. The guy, Cipher, the the member of the Nebuchadnezzar, the human ship in the real world. Is Nebuchadnezzar the name of another figure? It is the king of Babylon. Oh. And the reason I know that is because. 
Babylon is a civilization in Civ 5 or 6, and they're super OP. So I played them a bunch just to steamroll the computers, and you play as Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, that's where I've heard that. And where I've heard of Cyprus is it's a country in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, or the rap group Cypress Hill. Also valid. I am very white and <laughs> very ignorant of the world. <laughs> Fred's insane. He's got no brain. Oh. Insane in the membrane. That's Cypress that's, Hill. Uh, so Beck samples that. Yeah. That's where I've heard that. Perfect. While well, he samples Cypress Hill. Beck is white as shit. He is, he is white as shit. <laughs> um, if you want to add a little cumin to my mayonnaise self, you can tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you saying? If you want to give me a little uh, chipotle pepper, because I like that uh, Cholula sauce. We just watched a very interesting video on Tabasco. If you also like hot sauce and you want to culture my ass, tweet us at rmr underscore podcast on Twitter, rookiemoviereviews.com. You can click a link that says contact us, or you could email us direct- directly at rookiemoviereview at gmail.com, or visit us on Facebook or our Instagram, same handle, Rookie movie reviews. Uh, we we'd love to chat. We will fight you about movies, especially if you're on our level. Um, if you're above us, we'll probably listen with reverence. Um, and you're invited to the podcast yeah, by default. Let's get a professional critic on here. Yeah, can we get Roger Ebert? We're like, what the? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely cannot because he's dead. So, <laughs> well, we just talked about John Denver earlier too. Not on this podcast. Well, earlier in our day. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of that, that. We did just talk about John Denver earlier. Anyway. I will. I'm going to leave Dan for John Denver's corpse. I wonder how his corpse is doing. Better than our corpses, Will. I'm full of preservatives. That's true. I you love know, Twinkies. You know, last for ages. You ever think it's kind of bullshit how much trash they put in our food? It's yeah, I, it's I really go bad. Buy vegetables. John Denver not never got to see The Matrix because he died in 1997. Ah, oh, damn, two years. Two years short. If you just... Oh, man, what movies are going to come out two years after my death? Would I have loved them? Will what? I have loved them? The film adaptation of The King Killer Chronicles. You would not have loved it. It'll be my... bad. <laughs> They're not going to do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to turn over in my grave so much I could power the movie theater that will showcase King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> you know all of those um, ancient peoples that they find frozen in ice perfectly preserved? All of them? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That'll just be me in a normal grave. <laughs> yeah, in, in like 300 years when they're excavating. Uh, that like, girl was like 40,000 years old. In 30,000 years when they're excavating my local graveyard historical artifacts that looks like the day i got put in anyhow <laughs> we are fucking around yeah uh, we this is gonna be a quick one so we can watch the mandalorian it'll be quick I, i've got bounty hunters calling my name i wonder how spitty i sound we should get some of those screens so oh yeah pop pop screens so neo wakes up at his desk he's contacted by a mysterious force on his computer that says oh the matrix has you 
I wake up Neo, knock, knock, and then these weird Knock, cyber... knock, open up the door, it's, it's me, me, Mr. Opportunity's here. Um, I wanted to say I interrupted you because I wanted this fun fact, and also I've had a good amount of wine. Mm-hmm. The code. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> just took a look at the time. <laughs> and also the number of bullet points that we're into. I'm on my second plot point no, of too. three pages. <laughs> so. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, the code is actually Japanese. Uh, carrying. I think it's just kanji, right? Kanji, thank you. Um, manipulated a little bit. Because it was from, yeah, you probably just saw that movie Detail too. It was from yeah. somebody's wife's sushi cookbook. Yes. Isn't that crazy? We watched the movie. Next day, there's a Reddit fun fact about. That's this the movie. Bader Meinhof effect, yeah. which you also hear about a whole bunch on Reddit. Mm-hmm. We're Redditors. Oh, I like Reddit. Ooh, let's make a subreddit. Yeah, it'll just be me and you commenting shit. Make a bunch of alt accounts. Make it seem huge. Any who's old. Neo gets contacted. He gets drawn out to the club where they're playing Rob Zombie. Oh, oh. He makes mescaline. He sells drugs. And hacks Neo shit. doesn't. Where'd the mescaline come from? They only reference mescaline. Oh. Because Neo's What's like, he selling them? He gives them a disc. They give them like Of mescaline. <laughs> in CD format. It's 1999. <laughs> okay, so Neo gets drawn to a club. Where he meets Trinity, who he finds out is the woman that was sending him messages. And they, the father, the father, son, Jenny is miming the father, son, and the Holy Spirit to me. That's the Trinity. That is the Trinity. That's Trinity. (laughs) And I guess that's a good point because this movie is obviously a Jesus allegory. He's literally chosen by a believer to bring like balance and meaning and jujitsu and jujitsu to to like the real world resistance and all that shit and he gets decided if he's the one or not and it's all about belief yeah like like god like jesus jesus is the one yeah praise jesus christ so basically trinity says oh they're on to you neo What's with that voice? That's just a different voice than my Is normal voice. Is that your voice. woman's voice? Uh, That's pretty I guess rough. So. That's gruff. That's a gruff woman's no. voice. Well, <laughs> hang on. Um, Do you want her, me to give a woman's voice? No, here's my here's my woman's voice. So I don't think I want to hear. Trinity it. says. <laughs> They're on to you, Neo. And then after she says. <laughs> Uh, we cut to another scene where Neil wakes up for work late he gets to work his boss reams him a little bit and says if you want a future with this company get here on time and he's like yeah I understand he works for a tech security company. yeah it, typical 90s man he's he doesn't want to be a company man because the 1990s are all about the grunge and rebellious eras dude was just in a sex demon grunge dungeon last night He's not here at 9 a.m. for the man. No. Nobody no. is. In 1999, this message is for the anarchists and the do-no-gooders out there. The real cogs of society that are clogged with the viscous liquid of capitalism. And they can't function the way they need to. And that's Neo. He knows to beat the system 
by selling burnt DVDs, if I can only assume Blink-182. Was that a band in the 1990s? <laughs> it's probably uh, Kurt Cobain. It's Nirvana. He's selling burnt Nirvana CDs. I think. And doing coke. With the amount of money he got for this CD, it's probably a couple of albums on one CD. It's not just a Nirvana album. It's probably Blink-182 and Nirvana. I think my joke would have landed better if I could think of a 1999 band off the top of my head. But Alanis Morissette. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> I was four. I don't know bands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deal with bands. It's four or five. I guess it depends on the month. So, he's in the office and he gets a call. And it's from Morpheus. Who is this man? He knows this man off his voice alone. So they've had some... I don't think so. I mean, from what we see in the movie, like, he's ingrained in the hacker world. But he gets his call, and this guy on the other end, with a very uh, pleasing voice, he could do a podcast, says, Hello, Neo. Do you know who I am? And he's just like, oh. He, he like, <laughs> freaks out. It's like, you're Morpheus. Like, yes. <laughs> and uh, so he's just down to clown immediately. He knows he's Morpheus, which makes no sense to me. And he follows his every order. And Morpheus says, oh, they're coming for you. It's like, who? Yeah, just look look over by the door. And he looks up and the agents are there. He asks, what are they here for? Did this? Did Neo <laughs> think he would never get busted? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, that's something else I never considered until you pointed it out. <laughs> When we watch this, because whenever I watch it, I'm like, yeah, what what are they there for? Why are they hassling Neo? But he's a fucking cyber criminal. Uh, Morpheus guides him through the office. Oh, my God. I bet uh, that disc was full of, like, credit card numbers and shit. Yeah, probably. Some shit like that. Credit card numbers. Because, I mean, he meets with these people who are lascivious types. Yeah, that guy also, had spiked hair. You get, a, you get a disc with credit card info, and he's like, $300. Yeah. Just pull $300 off of that card for the next one and then spend until you get caught. You, never ending cycle. They're just buying the next card. You pay cash? Jesus. I mean, that's cybercrime. Yeah, it, and eventually Morpheus directs him to climb out of a window onto a scaffolding and escape on the roof, which Morpheus very understandably cannot do because there's a section of this. He has to climb out the window and climb along the edges of the building he's an exposed there gonna fall to the street there's a part where a support strut of the building just blocks off the walkway and he has to kind of shimmy around it with nothing to catch in case he slips and at that point he says i'm not doing this shit which i probably would have given up earlier but he gets arrested and brought out of the office building and to an interrogation room where mr smith uh, is asking for information about Morpheus. And Neo gives him the finger because he's an edgy 90s guy. And the agents hold him down. And his mouth like melts shut in a very horrifying scene. And then they take this little robot that turns into a gloopy bug. And drop it on his tummy. And it digs into his motherfucking belly button. I knew this scene was coming. It grosses me out and horrifies me every time. It's fucking terrifying. The fact, like, 
you can hear him trying to breathe through his melted mouth. And it's like, just think, just think if your mouth all, all of a sudden couldn't be opened and you freaked out and you're trying to catch your breath and all you have is your nose, I, I would pass out. And then on top of that, the body horror of this massive metal bug ripping your belly button open and climbing in. I don't know where this fucking scene came from, man, but it is nightmarish. Uh, but he wakes up as if from a nightmare at that point. Pretty good effects. Yeah, very. I mean, I doubt they were practical. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, even not being practical, it looks real. I guess it's simple enough. It freaked me out. You know, I had to look away. So it's it's good. They uh, there was a very realistic, uh, like a centipede. Yeah, it was gross. Anyway, we see Neo again, and he's woken up, and he gets the messages like "You are the one, Neo," <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to deny it. This is the hero's call to action, which the hero can always try to deny his journey, but then. Two hot girls are going to show up in a limo and point a gun at him. Mm-hmm. The Wearing hero cannot deny that. <laughs> he, he does try and get out. Yeah. He, well, yeah. But Trinity in the car. She's he, too he gets hot. a call and is too hot called to, to deny. the bridge. And they say, take off your shirt. And I, She's got a fairly compelling, you know, reason to stay to him. Like, oh, you've been down that road. You know what's at the end of it. Yeah. Aren't you, like, fucking curious? Because that's a good point. Aren't you curious? Like, if someone... If some crazy shit happened that you knew was real and then you woke up as though it was a dream and you get a call that moment that says, no, what happened to you? Don't you want to know the truth? Like, I probably wouldn't go to a bridge and get picked up by strangers, but I'd be like... We also don't live in New York, question mark? Looks like New York. Some rainy city. Seattle? But yeah. So he's in the car. Sorry to jump in there. I just Neo is surprised to find out that thing is real. His perception of reality has been broken. And he gets to meet Morpheus because he decides to not go down that tunnel he's known before. That tunnel of heartache and knowledge lessness. Uh Yeah. We get the red pill and blue pill. Now, this is kind of a shame, because it's such a cool scene. Morpheus is saying you know, take the red pill, I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it take turns the out... pill, you'll wake up in reality. <laughs> and it kind of just bums me out watching this because it's such a cool scene and so iconic. And now it's just co-opted by a bunch of incels who are bitter and hateful. The red pill movement. And I can't watch this movie, I can't even think of this movie without that kind of popping up in my mind how people like took the red pill, you know? It's really annoying, but... It's well, so cool. But. Women women are the enemy of men. Eve took Adam's rib. And what did she give in return? She gave eternal sin by taking the apple from the forbidden tree. Now, real quick. Should I jump in now? Jump in now. <laughs> or, jump in now. So, uh, so he takes a blue pill. We He touches a mirror and his reality breaks, breaks out. Much like in Inception. Yes, it, it is. It, yeah. I think Inception, uh, I think Christopher Nolan saw this movie and loved it. Yeah, that's a fair fair statement because I think everybody saw this movie and loved it. But <laughs> also Inception, that idea of 
your reality being different than what reality actually is. But in any case, he wakes up on the Nebuchadnezzar. He meets the crew. And this whole sequence is pretty boring, in my opinion. He's he's walking around the ship in reality. He meets the people that he's already met in the Matrix, like Switch, Trinity, Tank and Dozer, who are the operators, and then Cypher, who looks at code all day. And then we've got this guy named Mouse, who's an awkward younger dude who's kind of runty. And then after this, Morpheus takes Neo into the Matrix, into the white construct, it's called. Yeah. I think a key point is the shock value of Keanu waking up. Oh, I totally, uh, yeah, totally skipped over that. Um, so how, Keanu, how does he wake up? Neo suddenly wakes up in this pile of goop, and he's in this red seed pod, kind of, it looks like. But he's he's plugged in with a bunch of tech. He's got cords coming out of his head. He's completely bald. And his arms and his legs also have cords coming out of them. And he's in some kind of placenta. This red glowing cell. And he pops out and he looks around him. And he sees billions and billions of these glowing cells. People just like him doing something he doesn't know what and a machine comes in some kind of machine i i don't know if it's supposed to be malevolent or just doing its job but it unscrews him and essentially he gets flushed into a a large goopus (laughs) mess and he gets fished out by morpheus and the crew and morpheus tells him you might think it's 1999 by our guess, it's twenty one ninety nine. There was an AI human war. So before he gets to meet the Rompus gang, we find out that at some point around 1999, we developed the perfect AI tech. Which is, it's laughable in 2021 because we've seen AI. And Dan, do you want to do, do you want to do your joke? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, fuck, I forgot the setup to the joke. That, it was what are the Zion codes? Oh, yeah. Does uh, it come too late? <laughs> this comes later, but basically there's this bastion of humanity called Zion. It's the last human city, and the agents are trying to get the codes to the Zion mainframe so the machines can destroy it because the agents are a program of the Matrix, and they are owned by the machines. But it cracked me up to think that with the way the tech world is going now, machine learning and all that, if they're actually interrogating Morpheus, they would probably say, like, Morpheus, what are the codes to the Zion mainframe? And he would say, I don't know. And they would say, Morpheus, what are the codes to the Zion mainframe? And he would say, I don't know. <laughs> and they would say, Morpheus, what are the codes to the Zion mainframe? And he'd say, I don't know. And they'd say, understood. <laughs> they would need to go find a different data point. Because machine learning is just repeat shit to me, and I will gradually correct you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yes, thank you for calling out that goopy mess because that was some supreme body horror. I guess this movie is kind of fucking scary and body horror because we got these pipes. He pulls a tube from oh, the deepest yeah. pits God. of his stomach. I can't even brush my tongue. Yeah, he 
he's in this discussing viscous <laughs> liquid and then of course the concept of like ports in a human you know like giant they did pipes. a pretty good job i feel like he was probably wearing some kind of resin or a latex over him so that there could be tactile holes within him it, it seemed very real also the concept because they have these like ox cords in their neck in the back of their head right at the base of their skull and to jack into the matrix they just stab this cord direct and it's got this like equal parts mechanical and organic squishing noise when they stab it in and (laughs) i just every time this happened in the movie i felt this cold shock kind of at the base of my skull where it's like oh fuck like (laughs) jesus imagine getting a so he gets brought to the white construct where morpheus explains that human ai the war uh it's that blank white room and morpheus calls it this is the construct it's our own secret little part of the matrix where we can summon doesn't that come after he downloads jujitsu and shit no that comes before so this is what you were talking about earlier where morpheus is explaining oh my bad the ai uprising and human scorches yes okay can we do you want to talk about the foolishness behind scorching the sky with no backup plan (laughs) well i know you feel strongly about this okay let's um anyway the plan was to scorch out the sun because the ai were solar driven but also humans are solar driven because that's what our plants do so once they killed all the robots, they were going to eat the bolts and nuts. Maybe we deserved it. I feel like... They were just going to shoot fans into the, into the sky and blow the clouds away. I think if we get to the point where we're fighting AI, AI can have it. <laughs> yeah. Very similar to the zombie apocalypse. It's like, as soon as shit gets a little testy for me, I'm fucking out. I'll kill myself. I don't <laughs> yeah. shit. My, my friend Roy Roosh does stand-up and... Um, he has a joke where he wants to own a gun uh, just in case he sees a demon in his house like a horror movie so he can just kill himself <laughs> immediately because he's not fucking fighting a demon like they do in the horror movies. It cracks me up every time. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go real quick here just on the... Well, let's skip a whole bunch of the movie. So so oh, hold up. I, I do want to say we get to see Neo learn Kung Fu, which is awesome. And then he fights Morpheus. That's probably the highlight of the movie for most 90s boys. The Morpheus dojo fight. It's yeah. so fucking cool. It's true. Um, they they throw down. Everyone gets excited. And then they have a jump program and he fails. Basically, he goes through like the tutorial. Um, and, and he doesn't pass. <laughs> and he doesn't do well. And but then... Neo is... Morpheus truly believes, for some reason, Neo is the one. Even though... We later learn also that, uh, well, maybe not later, later. Keanu, Neo, is a bit too old to have pulled out of the Matrix. Yeah. And also the concept of the one is that when the Matrix was created, one person basically had admin rights. And he pulled everybody that he wanted out of the Matrix and taught them about the truth of reality, which is human batteries. And... Once he died, it was prophesied that he would be reborn and someone would be born that can do whatever they please in the Matrix. So, you know, Jesus stuff. And Morpheus believes that this is Neo. I, uh, well, that's really simplifying. I mean, Jesus is the savior of humanity because he is the son of God and he is without sin. So he can teach people to love. 
Um, yes. I think I think the allegory to Jesus there, if you treat it like that, is a little weak because Jesus is meant to be the savior of humanity, but not against not against the structure of humanity. He's supposed to support it and help it. He's not supposed to end it. You are doing and some high again. concept bits tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate these bits. There's two things that I really dislike about this movie that are introduced right here. Number one, Morpheus falls on his face in the street and bashes his face on the street and then wakes up and he's got blood in his mouth. Mm -hmm. And Morpheus just says, your mind makes it real. And later on, a bunch of people die by getting shot and they just have bullet holes appear on the body and they cough up blood. So if you die in the game... You die in real life, mm-hmm. which is stupid as shit. Because I get like experiencing pain as a product of the mind. You know, I I would buy that, but actually coughing up blood and yeah. dying you is should... stupid as shit. You would not die because your brain thinks it's experiencing pain. You would die of shock. Yeah, not blood. And then the <laughs> second thing I stu- think is stupid is that Morpheus says, "Oh." Uh, everybody in here is a human that has not been released like you have. <laughs> but since they have not been released, they're part of this system, which means that it's okay to kill them because they're part of the enemy, which is the system. So throughout this Which movie, makes me really scared as a white person. <laughs> <laughs> is that too far? Is that too much? It's, it's, it's self-aware. It's good. <laughs> so... It's just bullshit because they're out there. They're fucking killing people. They they kill a bunch of security guards and, they and kill, homeless people. And they kill a they kill homeless people and they're like, oh, they're in this system, fuck them. <laughs> but they fucking kill them and it's like, look, if you kill them, introduce that as part of like an anti-hero thing. Be like, it's what it takes, you know. Don't say, don't say, oh it. I feel so bad, but we have to. Just say, fuck them, you know? We're trying to do something bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really... That's a hot take, but I kind of like it. Thank you. So often, we see these hero stories, like the Avengers or Spider-Man, I mean, on its on its own. But they're this bastion of humanity. There's, they are better than human, which we kind of can infer those who are taken out of the mat- the matrix are better than human and they save them they save those below them <laughs> but if you think of stuff like the boys uh homelander he sees that he's above human and he'll sacrifice them and he's trash he's hot trash but i think if we can see between those lines i can't think of a particular medium that does that well uh and and it doesn't portray those in between in negative light because we've been watching a lot of the Mandalorian so maybe I'm just thinking of the Mando killing bounty men who are evil uh I I think it could have done a good job on tackling what is good what is evil whereas it just took what is badass I want to say to your point of seeing between the lines I think the boys has another good example of that and the main character, one of the main characters, Billy Butcher, because he hates the superheroes who we see are actively psychopathic villains. But he's also going, he's willing to go too far 
Like he he's willing to hurt children if they're superheroes, or he's willing to commit terrorist acts if it harms superheroes. So, yeah, definitely that interesting take of, well, these guys are clearly the bad guys, and these guys are clearly the the good guys, and then there's someone in the middle that kind of sees the flaws in both. I think The Boys does that really well. So as gruesome as it is, that's a great series. That's a really good show to to watch. I think is that a key difference between the 1990s and the ni- the 2020s just this doneness with authority because I think there was challenge against it in the 1990s but in the matrix they kill about 500 cops so they're pretty done with authority true they do kill 500 cops they don't challenge the cops to debate before they fight them. Yeah, no. No, it's a bit more uh, uh, exciting. So at this point, we see that Cypher is meeting with Agent Smith, and he kind of wants to go back into the blissful ignorance of the Matrix, uh, and he's willing to give up his whole reality freedom fighter thing and betray his whole crew to get back in there. So they make a deal. Which is a... I mean, Cyprus is supposed to be the enemy, but I feel like that's a fair take. Yeah, uh, Cypher. Cy- uh, <laughs> Cyprus, the country in <laughs> yeah. the Cypher, Middle East. It is a fair take. Like, if someone were to say, like, hey, this act of hell that you're living through, eating gloop and shit and living in a metal box and being chased by robots. When you could just as easy have the life of a millionaire. It's... This is basically uh, Aldous Huxley saying, like, yeah, fucking, I already said that in Brave New World. <laughs> He's like, Have oh. you, um, I'm, I'm thinking of 1984. Uh, yeah. Well, I, to be totally transparent, I've never read 1984 or Brave New World, but I do know that they're basically two sides of the same coin and that George Orwell says, oh, our authoritarianism will be beaten upon us and we'll have thought police and Aldous Huxley says our authoritarianism will be delivered through feasts and contentment, and we won't even know that we want to rise up and fight. I want that we'll one. Be willing. Can I have that one? That's that's also the one Cipher wants, which is what he needs. I'm on. <laughs> I frankly, yeah. If I could have grapes hand fed to me, I might do it. <laughs> that's that would be your version of the Matrix. It's giving me grapes, but the grapes are chicken nuggets. Ooh. Chicken nuggets from the vine. I was on the fence until you mentioned chicken nuggets. They go to visit the Oracle to get some truth about Neo. <laughs> the the hand drop truth. The hand drop truth. And I I love this scene. It's so comfortable and cozy and the whole movie is grey and green and like through that green oh, filter. Yeah. And then we go to visit the Oracle and it's you know, the Oracle's apartment is warm. She's making cookies. She has a friendly conversation with Neil about, you know, what fate means. And I also love the through line throughout the movie of, do you believe in fate or do you believe in free will? Because yeah. the movie would say, or at least the premise of the movie would say, we live in a computer simulation. <laughs> it's all determined uh, from the Oracle. The Oracle says, you're not the one. I don't really get this because she's just wrong. Uh, they're leaving the Oracle visit and they have deja vu, which means there is a glitch in the Matrix. Neo which sees the same French. black cat. For what? See again? I don't know. Well, <laughs> Double view? It's French 
Dan. <laughs> it might be a Dan. Leo has deja vu. Uh, Dan? Excuse me? <laughs> that is a French phrase. It's French. Already seen. Oh, perfect. He sees a black cat. And Whoa. then everyone freaks out because that means that there's a glitch in the it's matrix. It's not just that he saw a black cat. He saw a black cat doing the same action two times. He saw the same black cat. Yeah. They... I, I break wall. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're like that. I me, think... Every time I see that, it's like, oh fuck, they are trapped. Mouse dies because his mind perceives it to be real, which is bullshit. But he goes down guns blazing with two um, mini guns strapped to his arms. Yeah, he dies. Mouse dies. I wrote down Morpheus and Switch fight. Well. What does that okay, mean? Okay, so to you? I so don't know. Mouse gets shot. He's oh. he's killed. Um, and the other agents see this more uh Neo, Trinity, etc. and they see a they see a small escape within the walls. So they crawl in the walls. Can I if I were listening right now I'd be like, "What? They're fighting?" Okay. So just to clarify, the glitch in the matrix means that the agents have caught on to them and they are now being chased by agents and in-universe cops and shit. So that's why everyone's dying. Mouse gets killed by an agent. Um, and then escaping the wall, as you were saying. Sorry, I just... I recognize no, sometimes when we're sense. talking that what we, we just said wouldn't know... make, make, make sense to me. <laughs> okay. Um, so Mouse, unfortunately, does perish. And the others escape by seeing a small dig out in the wall. And they're crawling down the shaft. I think it's supposed to be elevator adjacent, but it's pretty close. And Cypher, who we've already learned to be some kind of double agent, begins coughing. And he coughs hard enough. He, he tries to hold it back because he's, he's a pretty good double agent up to this point. But he eventually goes whole hog <laughs> and he gives away their position. whole hog. He gives away their position within the walls. They get shot at by the not agent agents. I think it's it's implied that the Matrix agents are working with Matrix cops. So they're they're working with unplugged cops. Oh really? You don't think that's true? I never caught on to that. Because they wear like FBI shit. And then all the agents wear is the suits, and the agents take over these people. I always assumed that all the cops in the movie are just connected people that chose that path, like they became cops. And then agents, it's described earlier, like agents are part of the software, so they can just become anybody. Like everyone is part of the software, so they can just be like, bam, I'm turning into this person. Uh, and then they become that person and continue the chase. Just think they're being cops, people. Okay, so these people are shooting the walls. They all try to get out. There is a significant scene where it seems like Cypher is going to be overtaken by agents, and he gets ditched by Trinity, etc. But later on, when they're all ready to dial in to get saved, Tank also gets a call from Cypher, that he is ready to be saved. And he calls Trinity back. And he says, I'll pick you up. 
go to Franklin Bridge. Cypher's there already. And she's surprised to hear Cypher too, because she saw him in a way that should have been overtaken by agents. But he escapes. And he gets called in first. And once he's first at the office, he, he shoots Tank. He manipulates Trinity over the phone. He said, oh, I thought we were in love once, or I was in love with you once. Yeah, and real quick interjection. Yeah, okay. He shoots Tank and Dozer. These are both and the main Dozer. operators and their brothers, and he shoots both of them with this weird plasma rifle. So he assumes they're both dead at this time. Yeah. And then he's sitting on top of these people in the Matrix, which, if they get the cord pulled out of their head before they're extracted by a phone, instant death. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah. lot of ways to die. Oh, yeah. Tank is the true Jesus, because he has a second coming, yeah. and he shoots the shit out of Cypher. Not until after Switch and Apoc, who are relatively minor characters, but they both get killed. And we get the meme, not like this, not like this. <laughs> so if you've ever seen that uh, woman with short white hair shake her head and say, not like this, not like this, that is from The Matrix. And that is just before she gets fucking murdered by uh, Cypher. So. Stone Cold. <laughs> She does not get a lot of characterization. Her I feel and like Apoc are both like, eh, we just yeah, need a crew. The people who died are just bodies. Yeah. Almost as bad as those who walk the streets of the Matrix. Yeah, just fucking part of the system, man. Kill them. We cut to Morpheus, who is slowly getting hacked. That's the analogy, at least. But they're trying to get him for the Zion codes, because the Zion is the last bastion of humanity against the AI. And once AI have completely squashed humanity, they can make more batteries. Yeah, like I think that uh, it's basically humanity is the only... Zion is the last city, and if they destroy Zion, then they win the war, and... I don't know. Then once they win the war, they can have unlimited batteries, I guess. And it would just be a cyber planet. I feel like artificial intelligence doesn't have real caring. So it's... It, I, whatever. We get a very passionate monologue from Agent Smith to Morpheus about humans are a disease. But yeah, oh, that, that is so good. Yeah. The, this is a scene... So... Morpheus is being interrogated for the codes and Smith says, leave us to the other agents. And he he says, humans are a disease. They're very much like a virus. They use up all the resources until they move on to the next place. It's like, I want to get out of here. I hate this place. It's the smell. Your stink. It infects me. And Hugo Weaving, man, he fucking kills yeah. in this scene. Like, Good actor. I I think this movie, what I personally remember of it is all of the action scenes are dope and this speech about Agent Smith talking about the stink of humans and the filth that they carry. It, it's so badass and uh, so well delivered. You really get the sense of a, a loathing from this guy. So yeah. huge props there. But Neo decides that 
they've got to rescue Morpheus because Neo knows he's not the one. So, no, wait, no, what? This is well after the Oracle. The Oracle tells him Morpheus will try to kill himself for you because you think he thinks you are the yes, one. Thank you. So this okay. is proving that Neo is the one. This isn't proving Neo isn't the one. This is the Oracle says Morpheus will try and kill himself for you because he thinks you're the one, but you're not the one. So when you're at that point, you have to make a choice: your life or his life. And Morpheus. That's a misdirection. That's a misdirection because if he chooses to save Morpheus, he is the one. Oh, you think? Okay. Well, if he doesn't, if he's not the one, how does he see the agents in code? I always just, well, I thought he was the one because at the end of the movie he flies. I th- but... <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not that there is a one. Maybe it's that there's a person that becomes the one. That's an interesting point because I, I always viewed this as the oracle was just wrong. No, you know, why would the oracle wrong. be wrong? But now that you say that, it's like, oh, you aren't born the one. You have to choose to sacrifice yourself like Jesus. Okay. To, cause, cause he, Jesus was born the one. Well, when he makes his choice, he says, I'm going to die for the greater good. Because he knows at this point, he knows, quote unquote knows. Okay, Neo knows. That he is not the one. Neo knows that Morpheus will die if he does not sacrifice himself. No, 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 no. I have, a, I have a full thought. Okay. okay, okay. Neo knows at this point in time, per the Oracle, that he is not the one. He, In his mind, he's like, I'm not the guy. Because the Oracle told me so. But Morpheus thinks I am the guy. But I know, personally, that Morpheus is a better leader than me and has a more tangible benefit to the human resistance than I ever will. The, the humans need Morpheus. So I will sacrifice myself to save Morpheus. I know I will die because the Oracle told me so, but in doing so, I'll save Morpheus. And in doing that selfless act, sacrificing himself for the greater good and for the people, as you say, he wasn't born the one, he became the one. He became worthy of the... So that's not... That can be an allegory to Jesus, but that's not what Jesus did. Well, that's that's fair. I I was definitely loose in my description of like Jesus. It's a it's a Jesus allegory. That's a good point. I was definitely oversimplifying it. No, it's fine. Jesus saves Lucifer. Is that what Morpheus is? <laughs> He's know. the fallen angel. We've established I don't know enough about Bible. No, no, lore. no. I think that's a very <laughs> I think the Matrix is an allegory to Jesus is a very common theory. Uh, it just has threads that don't stitch in correctly. But Neo comes in. There's some very cool shooting. And then there's that Are agent... you referring to the slow-mo? Yes. You can't just say very cool shooting There's the a very slow-mo. cool shooting. They kill some security guards. There's a lot. There's a lot of technique used to bust up some columns there's very cool shooting (laughs) the the lobby shootout is so sick it's so (laughs) sick like they come in and fucking and now it's a meme like oh you wear a trench coat you're an edgelord but they come in in fucking sunglasses and trench coats and they're doing backflips it's just such a 
It's you know the movie Equilibrium with Christian Bale. Sure. Where he does gunkata. Gun? No. Okay. Okay. Sure. Gunkata. It, it's like kung fu, but he's using pistols, and it's basically like picture a super intense kung fu fight scene, but it's Christian Bale swinging pistols around like a dressed up like Neo. Okay. It's it's a fucking dope movie, but the it, like this lobby shootout is dope. But after the lobby shootout, uh, which again is fucking sick, they God, I don't let me double check. So they have the lobby shootout. There's a rooftop bullet dodge. But yeah, the agent fight on the roof. They move very fast, and then they see the B two twelve helicopter, and Trinity. Why Col- did what? B two twelve. What is that? That's the helicopter. Do they say that in the yeah, movie? Yeah, oh. say it twice. <laughs> like, did you just find a fun fact, or just really into this? I love helicopter? helicopters. Trinity is still there, and she calls in to ask Tank, who is alive. I don't know if we mentioned that Tank yeah, comes he back. He kills Cipher. Cipher's dead. The traitor is dead. He's super dead, and he asks her to download helicopter fighting on her and he calls a telephone and puts against her ear in the 1920s style the receivers at her mouth cypher sus <laughs> they have the helicopter which trinity can now fly and they fly it to the room where the agents are holding morpheus and keanu equipped with the speed and power of the matrix uses a machine gun to fight all around morpheus he shoots at Morpheus with a minigun. But Morpheus hit him once. does not get hit because Neo is the one. Neo is the one. Yeah, praise Neo. Free Palestine, free ticket. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, free Palestine. Uh, yeah. So they shoot all around Neo, uh, Morpheus. They have a daring rooftop escape. And then we get to see the helicopter escape. Neo gets trapped in the subway yes. by Agent Smith. Who bec- who becomes Agent Smith? From a homeless person. From a homeless person. And there's a, uh, well, there's a standoff. And Neo doesn't run, despite being told if you see an agent if it's a one-to-one you run why doesn't he run because he's beginning to believe god damn when he delivers that line that is so fucking cool (laughs) this movie is so cool you know like if you want to if you want want thought-provoking drama don't want you know but if you want a fucking cool action movie Matrix, it's man. Very cool. It's an all-timer, but he's beginning to believe. Neo is beginning to believe and won't run from the agent. So... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so hype. No, it's so good. My summary will be that there is a crazy-ass fight. It's the a good craziest fight. craziest assest it's fight. It's the best. It's, it's, we can't do it justice. You have to see it. You have to watch this movie. You have to see the jujitsu come to life. The dodging of attacks Morpheus tried to throw. The agent cannot connect because the agent is a symptom. 
And Neo is the vaccine. And, I mean, can I just say, I am a sucker for the suit and tie badass. Yeah. You know, like John Wick, the agents in the Matrix. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess any assassin or hitman type movie. James Bond. Hitman, the video game series. James Bond, North yes. by Northwest. Yes, North by Northwest. Just, what a fucking yeah, cool get-up. Yeah. Cool outfit. Yeah, it is it is a sick subway fight. And Neo ultimately wins by getting the agent hit by a train. But it doesn't mean anything. Because the agent just became a different person. Yeah, so he, he murders the absolute shit out of a homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> With a, extreme kung fu. He kills this homeless guy. Uh, oh, no. He runs through this city. And all the time this is happening, Sentinels are closing in on the real world Nebuchadnezzar ship. Yes. Because they have electronics going out. They got those codes. And they can't fire the EMP... To kill the Sentinels until Neo is out of the Matrix, which he has to get to a phone to do. Which, is, I mean, you know, it's it's simple, but well, goddamn no, does it generate some he tension. He also got shot. He got shot to shit. Who got shot? Neo gets shot and he's dead. Oh, right. That, that, that happens as he's chasing the phone. I, right. I just wanted to establish that there's a, an, a real world tension I get propelling it. him forward. It makes sense. Yeah. Also, yeah. the the phones look stupid. What? The cell phones. The cell phones. Flip phones from the nineties look, look, <laughs> look stupid. That's my hot take. <laughs> That's a Nokia. They're Nokia. Brand. That's how they lasted to twenty ninety nine. Uh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. They... Oh, I'm Trinity. Is she supposed to awaken anything, or is she just a goth GF? I think Neo is just revived by the power of love here. So as he's running to get the phone, the agent shoots him point blank in the chest and kills him, because that's how the Matrix works. But then Neo, uh, mate, goddamn. Trinity in the real world mm-hmm. kisses Neo in the Matrix. And she, well, Trinity knows because the Oracle told her she would fall in love with the One. And if you saw the middle of this movie, you would understand that the One is about eight, except for Neo, <laughs> who might yeah. be. Th- 30? Do you think she was freaking out? <laughs> Am I a pedophile? <laughs> like, Am I a pedophile? I'm gonna fall in love with the one with these kids are all to like seven. But I'm fucked up. But no, she she kisses Neo. It brings him back to life in the Matrix. These rules of death are so fucking stupid that I'm all for Trinity kissing uh kissing neo and bring him back to life if you can die by getting shot in a computer then you can be brought to life by being kissed irl bear play (laughs) now it's boss fight part two and neo has awakened in his soul there is a fire in his belly and he knows he is not 
of the Matrix. He is one with the Matrix. He can see the code. He knows all. He is the Chosen. He's stopping bullets. He's bending. What's what's that stick game? What's... Uh, the, um... Fuck. You try to not knock a stick while you bend backwards. Is this a Neopets game? No, it's a human game. Don't you try to, knock you a try stick to... <laughs> when you bend backwards. Yeah. It's, uh... Okay, Hermes... Hermes in Futurama is really good at this game. Oh, thank Limbo. you. Yes, Limbo. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, We're a oh, bottle of wine God, each Don't end. knock a stick when you bend back. <laughs> don't touch stick. <laughs> touch stick bad. Bend. <laughs> bend to not touch a stick. Good. <laughs> so, I will say, I really love... After Neo starts to see the code and he stops all the bullets and just picks them out of the air. It's so badass. He uh, he jumps into Agent Smith's body and fucking explodes him. And then yeah. he does this thing where he like flexes and the whole matrix bends around him. I think that's such an effective way to say like this dude. I mean, on top of being able to stop bullets and explode people. Because I think stopping bullets and exploding people is not so crazy compared to what we have seen. You know, people are doing backflips, they're flying through windows, they're going slow-mo, they're killing tons of cops. But at this point, he just flexes his muscles and the whole fucking world abides by his, his rule. And I think that is like, oh shit, he's got it on lock. Uh, but he he destroys them. He gets out. They launch the EMP, kill all the Sentinels. And then we cut to Neo back in the Matrix at a phone booth just saying like, oh, the revolution has begun pretty much. And then he flies off into space uh, like actual yeah. Superman. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, the sum is greater than its parts. That is a fantastic way to put it. I agree 100%. <laughs> it's... If if you try to break it down, if you try to call it silly, it is silly. It's a very ridiculous movie. It is sci-fi. It's an allegory to Jesus, despite my teasings. Uh, it's it it's a fine piece of cinema. Some might call it art. I think it's a little bit outlandish to call anything extraordinary I think it does a better job of bending the rules of reality <laughs> I think it's a very good modern take on sci-fi elements of old I don't know because I am born in 1994 if there have been earlier and better takes certainly not in the cinematic universe about how we're all in a simulation because I don't think that was even a concept before the 1980s. Perhaps it was. I don't know if uh, Descartes was proposing that, hey, maybe this is a fallacy. We're all in a dream. Maybe that's true. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that 
we're more than brain waves. <laughs> uh, so I don't think we're in the Matrix. Dan, do you think we're in the Matrix? Uh, no. Yeah, I. I think it's possible that we're all in a computer simulation. I don't think anything is impossible, but I believe that uh, my actions shape my destiny, and I have control over my future and all that shit. So. I don't think it's all just a predetermined. Oh, you don't you don't believe in fate? Uh, that's a big question. I don't know. I think that the things I do on a day to day basis uh, affect the things that are going to come, and I think that the argument of whether the things I do on a day to day basis are part of a predetermined plan or if they're part of an ever changing script. I'm not ready for that conversation, but I think I, right now, I think I have an impact on the things that happen to me. So I guess I don't believe in fate right now. You will choose free will? I choose, I will choose. (laughs) 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 That is really fucking killing me. (laughs) I will, yes. In the terms, of, in the terms of massive philosophical discussion, I will defer to a Rush song. <laughs> I choose free will. That is my song here. Yes. What? Do, what about you? Fuck you. Free will or um, determination or what? I think humans were made by the reaction of a bunch of random events and we're very lucky to be here even though at times it feels like we aren't so whether it's by a great creator or chance i think we are here the same way that the muskrat is here and we're (laughs) lucky and we can hunt but i can't hunt i (laughs) I I think if we're talking a hundred million years ago, I'm fucked. I'm dead. I think you may... uh, Yes. We are here the way the muskrat is here. Just, uh... Just better. Just chance, man. Just different. The muskrat's just as good as we are. No. I can be the muskrat in a fight any day. Muskrats. 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 Swimming in the dark muskrats muskrats eating grass in the park <laughs> should we write this thing should we write it i think it's a it's a no, hold on are you about to say a number no because i didn't do the countdown no jesus christ it's a good commentary on humanity and i think it's a good philosophical question even though it is a romp even within this movie like if there is a god in this movie why did he let humanity cloud out the sun? Do you want to watch two and three to prepare for four? Or do you Obviously. want to just leave it at one? No, we have to watch all four. I think Because I think two and three answer a lot of questions about who did all this. I think two and three explicitly say this one guy did all this. True. He is the architect and he did all this. Which might affect your view of this movie. No, I've seen them. Because it's all, all the Wachowskis. You've, oh, you've seen them? Yeah. I'm not. just, I'm talking about in here in this moment. 
we have our individual truths on reality. I don't think we're in a matrix, but just as easy we could be in a matrix as posited by this movie. I think I can philosophize on anything, just whether or not I can do it well is up to question. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, the thing I appreciate about the Matrix, for how fun and silly it is, it does ask a pretty deep question, like, are these emotions real? Do you think that the revelation of things like deep fakes and machine learning are just our overarching computer simulation masters getting bored of running the simulation and dropping in hints to see how fast we catch on to the simulation like hey look you can fake literally anything i think the pyramids are probably the greatest answer we have for divinity why do you say that well how would the pyramids get made by men had to be alien influence okay (laughs) <laughs> how can you see those perfect structures and think man could do it can you draw a straight line I don't want to blow your bit up <laughs> but Jenny is looking at me and this is a bit <laughs> so, let's rate this thing and get the fuck out of Fucking here cause we're 10 at, just cause this conversation you're saying 10, ten. don't say 10 <laughs> come on I'm saying 7 <laughs> 8 Nine, eight and a half. Are you really giving it a ten? Eight. Don't give it lower just because I'm like, are you serious about a ten? Because if you truly want this movie to have a ten. It's not not a ten. I think the complicated emotions stem from it, especially because of the successive movies. We gave The Lion King a nine, and The Lion King doesn't make me ask, where do I belong on this planet? Because I know it's obviously... (sighs) Humans are serotonin... Seeking creatures. Yes. And and we are plummeting towards whatever it takes to get there. And Facebook is the downfall of us all. You know what this is saying to me? Hmm. We should do a B-plot specifically about how you and I rank movies, personally. Like, why are we giving these movies these numbers? Yeah. Because you say, oh, Lion King gets a 9, but it's not making me question reality. But Matrix makes us question reality, but it gets a... What'd you give it? Seven? What'd you give it? Well, but I really give it. What's your true rating? Eight. So Matrix gets an eight from you, whereas Lion King gets a nine. Because I'm a hedonism bot, we, we and I do, want that dopamine. Yeah, we should do a, we should do an episode about our ratings. Maybe uh, maybe next week or maybe the week after, but uh, we've been going for a while now. Yeah, I feel so. like this movie, this podcast review might be longer than the movie. Anyway, super fun to record this episode yeah. with you. I had a great time. Uh, all of our socials were there earlier. Uh, Jenny, this Jenny. is something that I want to do. I am or, Jenny. We need or to keep I... track of this because am I something else? You are Jenny because oh. we always. We always don't rate the movies. We don't go out and highlight the stars under the movie poster. So it's like, what the fuck did we rate that? So here, at the very end of the podcast, okay, Jenny gives it an 8. I um, give it a 7. 7.5 is the group <laughs> rating. Group. 
follow us on Pugsley. at rmr underscore podcast we're probably most active there tweet at us or dm us uh, i'd love to interact with anybody who listens and then facebook is rookie movie reviews gmail is rookie movie review at gmail.com and then uh instagram is just uh rookie movie reviews everything else is just rookie movie reviews give us a follow there thanks so much for listening uh jenny had a ton of fun seven for me eight from you seven and a half total thanks for listening goodbye <laughs>